Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Hamilton, Burlington area, the city of Hamilton, mayor and council, decided to remain mum about a four-plus-year, 24 billion liters of untreated sewage leaking into sensitive environmental areas. The mayor of the neighboring city of Burlington is understandably outraged, and spoke with her Hamilton counterpart directly. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger did not respond to my direct call on his mobile phone requesting an interview. But we do have the mayor of Burlington, Ontario, joining us, Mayor Marianne Mead Ward. Mayor, thank you very much for the time. And this uh, this is a, this, this has to be, when you first found out, this had to be one of those moments where you say, First, you get over the, try to get over the shock, and then you say, what happened to our relationship? Well, shock, disturbing. Um, yeah, it was, I, you know, how do you even comprehend 24 billion liters of sewage going into an environmentally sensitive area? Uh, even when people tried to explain it, 10,000 Olympic pools, you know, how do you wrap your head around that over four and a half years? And, and then to add insult to injury, uh, not being the public not being made aware, and that's the that's the biggest issue here. The residents in both our communities, because we share this water course, uh, should have been notified immediately, uh, as well as city officials, uh, as well as members of the Royal Botanical Garden, the conservation authorities. There are two of them that oversee this. You know, we're partners in the uh, Coots to Escarpment Eco Park. Um, the biggest urban park in North America, and uh, and this is right in the middle of that. So everyone had a right to know uh, the public and first and foremost. It really is a staggering number, isn't it? When you just think about it, as you re- you repeated the number back to me, and as you were speaking, I thought twenty four plus billion liters, yeah. and a billion yeah. is a thousand million. Yeah, it's a lot. It's 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 incomprehensible and. I think what is starting to emerge now that the public does know is that uh, back in uh, 20, almost when it started, 2014, 2015, uh, there's an Indigenous group, the water walkers, uh, water keepers that do, um, you know, try to look after the water and they noticed the smell right back then. And there was an opportunity, and I think this is what we need to get to the bottom of, is why were, you know, their calls for some something to be done because they noticed something that wasn't right. And it took another four and a half years. And again, it was residents living and and uh, visiting that area that noticed an outrageous smell. And and finally, uh, somebody, you know, got out and, and had a look around and discovered the open gate. This was based on what we're now starting to learn. This was discoverable really almost as soon as it happened, and, uh, and it, it didn't happen. How did your conversation go with Mayor Eisenberger of Hamilton? Uh, well, we, uh, I certainly let him know that 
we uh, we believed, and that it, this was our conversation was before Hamilton Council had voted to release documents. I um, spoke on behalf of uh, certainly our residents, everyone I've heard from on both in both our communities wanted that released. Uh, myself and, and certainly our staff here in the City of Burlington and Council wanted that information released. So that was our key message was first, um, you know, do what should have been done a while ago and, and release the information. We also are ready to help, you know, whatever this looks like. Um, we have staff involved. We can we can monitor this. We already do. Conservation Halton, you know, the Hamilton Conservation Authority, RBG, we're already partners. And I know every single one of us is willing to uh, do what it takes to, first of all, find out how it happened, uh, and then secondly, see how we can work together to fix it. So, so that was my key message to Mr. Eisenberger, and, uh, and then the vote happened, which uh, was great. That, that's a start, that a number of documents have been released. I know uh, staff from all of those agencies uh, and myself are working our way through those to see what we can learn. Uh, but this is this is going to be with us for a very long time. Mm-hmm. What about the province? What's the province's involvement? And in are you satisfied with what you're getting from the province? We, uh, if my understanding is, there's not mandatory public reporting required when there is a land, water, or air contamination, and there should be. So, I will be working with my colleagues at the city and at Halton Region to require the province to. Um, uh, to make it mandatory to report publicly, uh, they uh, there is no mandatory reporting. Some of the documents from the ministry actually were public documents, or or could have been released uh, if you knew where to look, if you knew where to find them, um, and if anyone had uh, had released them publicly, they could well have done that back in January. But uh, but that didn't happen. So so we need to you know take the. The, the, the guesswork out of it and, and make sure that the province uh, regulates so that each municipality doesn't have to make that call about whether or not to release it. We, we are also going to work on voluntarily committing to releasing that in the absence of legislation. Uh, but it should be mandatory for every municipality, every agency, when you find out about contamination of land, air, or water. These things do not respect political boundaries. Uh, we share them, and so there's a shared responsibility to get that information out to everybody as soon as we know about it. Are there current health concerns? Well, that's the you know that's the big question: is what about you know what has been the impact on mm-hmm. people who've been exposed to this? And and that's still we don't have clear answers on that, and that's what we need to find out. Yeah, because uh, I'm a resident of your city, and well, uh, awesome. <laughs> When I turned on the when I turned on the water this morning, I was uh, really I was sniffing it. Oh, yeah the the water the water quality. There's been no indications whatsoever that drinking water uh, anywhere has been compromised. the The impact is on the bay and on the ecology. But people who have been exposed to that contaminated water over the four and a half years, we don't know what the impact of that is. So if you were kayaking, if you waded in it, if you Wow. Uh, if, if you live near it. But the, the drinking water um, from everything that we have seen was not impacted. So, you know, that's at least one bit of good news in all of this. Do you feel like you've gotten all the truth? Sorry? Do you feel like you've gotten all the truth? That you've received all the information? Well, there's still some confidential reports that, that have not been released uh, that are under solicitor-client privilege. My personal view is those 
should be released um, so that the, the public knows why this decision was made and any additional details that might be helpful in our quest to understand what happened, why, uh, how we change systems to make sure it doesn't happen again, and, and then what we do about it. So certainly the, what's been released so far is, is, is going to be helpful. Um, but, you know, I think it's all going to have to come out at some point. And so why not simply, in, in my view, do the right thing and get this information out to the community? Absolutely. I mean, it's stunning to think that a gate was left open for four and a half years leaking untreated sewage into the into the into the water supply that's just given our given our justified and justifiable environmental concern particularly these days for that to happen is just absolutely mind-numbing well and it shouldn't take uh it shouldn't take a whistleblower it shouldn't take the public to do their own you know science if you will they're the ones that discovered this it wasn't the system uh, which clearly failed us so you you know i think it's legitimate to ask what were the testing protocols of the actual water yeah. what are the um you know physical visits to the various uh, parts of infrastructure to look at them and make sure they're not failing you know that clearly uh, would have would have if had that been in place had there been requirements to check gates and all of that sort of thing, um, this would have been discovered well before now. So why is that and why was that not a, uh, a mandatory element and how do we make sure that it is? Mayor Mead Ward, thank you very much for the time. Uh, you've got a job ahead of you and uh, we're all waiting for the results. Well, thank you and I appreciate everything the residents have done so far. They got us to this point, I will yeah. say, to yeah. what they've done. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. Marianne Mead Ward, the mayor of Burlington, Ontario. 24 billion liters of untreated sewage leaking into environmental areas for four and a half years. And then the city of Hamilton decides to keep quiet about the report they had because of legal concerns. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.